You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Bro. next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it's anthony and jacqueline and we are back talking nxt on the usa network and the wwe network uh, uh feels weird to say uh, long. just like the show i, I want to start off real quick by feeling really bad about oh. nxt uk this week oh, not good because it was oh my god was it a boring show uh because everyone was at regular NXT. What were they going to do? <laughs> um, Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> I, look, the only the only thing of note on the show was this British rounds match with Cassius Ono and Sid Scala, and it was dull. Yeah, well, like, look who was in it. Like, sound, technically speaking, but nothing fancy or flashy, and the crowd was just dead tired and it ended one nothing and Cassius Ono won uh, mm-hmm. it was and that was it like that was the highlight of the show so don't go back and watch that one everybody that, no okay <laughs> I'm so sorry I, NXT I won't they're, they're getting totally lost in this whole in all of the NXT hype that's flying around uh, the wrestling world right now NXT UK is just buried underneath all of the, all of the hype, and I they didn't do. I feel like they've forgotten things. about Stepchild. Yeah, they can join the Forgotten Sons as the Forgotten Promotion, the, Ooh, for, the Forgotten harsh. Company. I mean, I almost forgot to mention it. We were about. I was about ten minutes before I uh, got on the line here, and it hit me all of a sudden. I'm like, oh wait, we should talk about NXT UK. I'm like, what happened on the show this week? And mm-hmm. I completely forgot. I went and looked at the results, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Rough, a rough week. Moving on. No, yes. <laughs> NXT proper episode 525 slash episode one on the USA Network. So you didn't watch this live. No. Um, where? So how how did you end up consuming this? Because I decided to watch it live on USA and then I also had the WWE network pulled up on my on my PlayStation so I switched over to that after the episode okay. was over. I guess by the way, a smart idea uh that I logged on early cuz I had logged onto the network before I turned on the USA show mm-hmm. so that cuz I didn't know how quick the switch over was going to be. So I wanted to be Fair. able to kind of quickly switch between um ports on my TV so I could watch the the rest of the yeah. show as it turns out a ton of people could not log into the network uh after the usa version like 
tons of people were trying and they couldn't get any access to the network at all mm. on a variety of devices. And I don't know, I, oh. I had no problems watching the show, but that's that's good that you were logged in early. So I also watched in one sitting, which I probably mm. won't do ever again. But um, we watched on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We saw um, the hour that was on. USA on Hulu and then switched over the network from there from the second hour. Yeah. So eventually I want to say like really late night Thursday night, Mm -hmm. um, they put a complete, uh, it's like an hour and 32 minutes or whatever, a complete version of the show up, uh, in one, in one file. I think they're going to, hopefully they're going to get better at that. I'm wondering if maybe the delay was, because of the I network it, issues? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was on purpose, though. I thought they purposefully weren't putting it on the network until, mm-hmm. like, 8, 8 p.m. From the USA. Yeah. It wasn't going on to the WWE Network until, like, 8 p.m. the next day. Yeah. They're trying to encourage people to watch the live show. Is yes. What it, yeah. Um, and, in, I, you know what? I guess some good news uh, mm-hmm. as well... Uh, television ratings wise uh, they did 1.1 million viewers for the one hour on usa which is you know that that's like below what raw and and smackdown do for their uh viewing numbers by about like half or so but uh i think they're viewing it as like a win uh there are some people questioning whether it would even maybe get a million so the first week they did over a million viewers and Second week will be really interesting uh, to see how many people stuck around. Uh, yeah, and, that, and that's just live, though, right? That doesn't count anything else. Yeah, that's live. That's not DVR. That's not mm-hmm. network views. That's not Hulu views or anything like that. That's just gotcha. uh, the live Nielsen ratings. Uh, and then it'll be even further interesting the the week after because then they're competing with another wrestling show. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how the viewership splits or, or what happens there. I still think a lot of people are just going to hold off on watching NXT and just watch it on the the network the next day, which is how I plan to watch it. I don't disagree with you. Um, it seems we'll it, see what we'll see what implications that has. Yeah, it seems like an easy option. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about what happened. Episode five hundred and twenty-five. We start off with Uncle Triple H, Uncle Hunter, <laughs> telling us all about NXT and its grandeur. And uh, then they cut back to Triple H, and he reveals that he is not, in fact, in some sort of widescreen cinematic opening video, but he is, in fact, at the building live, and he walks through a curtain to reveal the audience, and they're going crazy. Uh, You've never heard Full Sail so loud in a long time. Uh, Mm -hmm. They were very amped up for this first hour. And it makes sense that he would be there for the first few episodes, right? Just to make sure everything goes smoothly, so... Sure. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure he'll be there for all the episodes running behind the scenes stuff, but he doesn't make a lot of on-screen appearances. Right. So this will probably be the last time we see him on screen for a good long while. But, yeah, he was there to to introduce the the crowd. Yeah. Kick it off. Uh, and they, so a couple things I noticed, they changed up the the layout a little bit. So the... Set design is a little bit different. They got rid of the elevated ramp. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is a ramp there still, but it's like really small. It's not a big incline or anything like that. And they've got one giant video wall. I think it's bigger than the one that they used to have. And they moved the commentators. Are the commentators used to be like right next to the entrance way? Uh, yeah, and yeah, based on where they showed Moro Ronaldo, they are now on like the opposite side of the building. Uh, and also, Moro Ronaldo has some sort of perch uh, that he was standing in, uh, where he <laughs> gleefully told us that uh, NXT on USA is LIVE, because Moro loves his acronyms. Although LIVE mm, does not stand for it's, anything, it's just a word. Yep. Uh, opening match was Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, Bianca Belair, and Mia Yim uh, in a four way for the number one contendership for Shayna Baszler's. Women's Championship. Uh, I thought this match was a lot of fun. Uh, I did too. Great the, opener. Yeah, they start off with a lot of action. Everyone's hitting moves on each other. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all looking great. Yep. Like, I'm so worried. I'm like, man, what if people flub things? Like, it's live. Uh, nah, and they're doing they all, all right, delivered. Yes, they're all hitting their stuff. Everyone does dives. And then... There's a commercial break. Yeah. And it felt Lost. weird and gross. I hate commercial breaks in the middle of matches. Yeah. And just so you know, this did travel over to Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they did yeah. not. And the, in the network version as well, because uh, I went back and watched the network version. Yeah. They, they don't have a thing where the match continued during the break. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, here's the funny thing about TV, because I've, I've heard some reports from people who were at the NXT show, and they're like, you wouldn't think the match was as good as you think it is if you were there live. Because once they go to commercial break, they just they don't... Stop? They don't... Well, they don't stop, but they don't really do anything. Like, oh. chin locks and rest holds, and it's not exciting. They're just saving themselves for when they come back from break. Oh, I could see that. Right, like so, watching a football game live. Most yeah, so thing in the world. Yeah, so. so to us on TV, we got mm-hmm. all the great stuff. We didn't get any of the bits in between, where they're on a break and they're not going to try to kill themselves when nobody except for the people it's in fun. the building are watching. That's a shame. Yeah, um, and it just feels weird. And again, it's like a a weird sports thing. I hope AEW does not do this when they run their shows. Yeah. If, you, if, if you watch football or if you watch baseball, like there are commercial breaks on timeouts sometimes in sports, mm-hmm. but they never take timeouts in the middle of a game. Like no. you get in baseball, you get breaks in between innings In football or basketball, you get breaks in between the periods or whatever. Um, but they never stop in the middle oh, of the yes. action to take a commercial <laughs> break. No, they don't. Um, and that's kind of disappointing, like, because this did not seem like it was long enough into the broadcast for there to be a commercial. Yeah, it just feels weird. I'm just yes, used to my NXT. I mean, NXT has, like, weird commercial breaks on the network, even though but it's, it's the network. after the network. But it's yeah. after the matches. I mean, yes. I mean, there are still weird breaks, but at least they're after the action is done. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, we come back. Um, big Tower of Doom spot by everybody. Uh, KOD. Oh, okay. So uh, Bianca hits the KOD on Candice and it's broken up by Mia. Um, yeah. It comes down to Mia and Candice and 
Candace gives Mia a poison Hurricane Rana and then gets uh, the middle rope moonsault on Mia and pins her. So Candace is the number one contender. What did you think of the opener? Um, minus what we were just talking about. So I thought this was a fantastic match. I had a feeling it was going to be Candace. Like it just made the most sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that she did actually win. Um, I thought Mia and Bianca looked better here than they have been in recent matches. Quite a while, yeah. Yeah, like, they looked so much better than they had, um, so I give them all, um, great props for that. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought this was a great opening. Yep. Um, and also, um, I was very concerned that, um, Candice, when she did her, was it the Hurricanrana or whatever? Yes. I was like, oh, Mia just died. Yes. Like, it looked so good. (laughs) I was like, no, she she did. (laughs) Are you, how are Only you feeling about how are you feeling about Candice challenging Shayna? Is that a a good call? I do. I think that is. Yes. Um, I think it'll be a good match. I think. Um, I think it'll elevate. I mean, Shayna and Candice are two completely different wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be a very good and interesting match. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I'm. My hope is still though that. Um, um, that there is a women's war games. Um, So I, am hoping that this match gets on sooner rather than later, just because I don't want it to be the, the takeover match. Mm -hmm. They did have a, they did have one match together in the first May young classic. I think. Okay. Uh, But that's how many years ago now? It was a couple years ago. uh, And it was pretty good actually. And that's when Shayna was still much less seasoned than she is now. So I think they can have a really good match. I do too. I think it'll be a. I think it'll be a fun watch. Um, and they're just so different. Like mm-hmm. I think that'll. That's what's going to be interesting about it. What would you give the uh, the opener? I gave it a three seven five. I gave it a I three really seven five as well. Yeah. What we are never on it like that in sync. <laughs> uh, and on top of that, Grapple gave it a three point seven. Damn, Grapple. Yeah. Should note that we've uh, got Grapple pulled open here, but. Yeah, heads up, highest rated match for me. So we just go downhill from there. <laughs> I, I think this was also my match of the show. So yeah, um, fair enough. Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream are shown backstage, not really doing anything of note. Mm-hmm. Just here, but they're there. I'd like for you to know that they are there. Is what that was. Um, they show highlights of the Keith Lee Dominic Dijakovic stuff and announce a rematch for the next episode. Uh, Then they show a Killian Dane and Matt Riddle hype video. No one cares. Sorry. And then we get Sean Maluda and Cameron Grimes. Uh, Jacqueline, usually I'm the one running through the the matches here, but would you like to run through the entirety of this Sean Maluda-Cameron Grimes match? Do you recall everything that happened in this wild match? No, I have nothing written down about this. <laughs> okay, so the bell rings, and Cameron Grimes <laughs> jumps and hits his stomp on Sean Maluda and pins him in eight seconds. Oh, yeah. That was the whole match. Dumb. Any Any fond memories of, of, of this? No. Literally nothing. <laughs> I gave this match a quarter of a star. Sounds about right. Uh, Maybe a zero. Yeah. Uh... Grapple far more generous than me, giving it a point nine one. Wow. Almost, almost one. Almost a one. Here's the thing: 
I know you don't like these matches, the, the squash matches. I don't. And this was incredibly short. Mm-hmm. But this was a bad squash match because yeah. this didn't do... It wasn't a match. Yeah, it didn't do anything for Cameron Grimes. I also don't like Cameron Grimes, maybe. I don't think they're handling him well. Yeah, so I agree. Uh, like, you can have a big monster guy, like a big power guy, do one big, impressive-looking feat of strength move and crush a guy. That usually works. But Cameron yeah. Grimes is not that kind of guy. What I would imagine what you would want to do with him in a match like this, where you want to showcase him, is have him beat on this guy for, like, two minutes. And have him do a bunch of neat moves, and then beat him with his move. You want him to showcase something. Yeah, here he just hit one move and one. I mean, I guess this is supposed to, you know, like, his... I guess this is supposed to set up his, his finisher as a very serious finisher that you can hit out of nowhere, and it will beat you. Um... And I get that nah. to a degree, but it yeah, yeah, they haven't done enough other work, I don't think. No, I agree. Uh, we spent more time talking about it than it actually um, spent t- on TV. Oh, so. way more. Uh, yeah. Velveteen Dream Roderick Strong hype video. Yeah. At this point in my notes, I write here, note, I am not liking all of this filler. They felt, yeah. I felt like a lot of filler on the show to this point, especially since the second match on the show went eight seconds. Yes. Um, it felt like a lot. And as, as no sooner do I write that, Damien Priest-type video. Yeah, I have a, I do have a note about the Damien Priest-type video. Okay. Um, in caps, do not like Damien Priest. Also, do not have a womanizer character. I don't know what you're doing. Is that what he's doing? It, did you not get that? No, he I didn't get those vibes, clear, but... I definitely got it with, like, all the women and, like, the this and that. Like, oh, no. was he supposed to be, like, one of those pickup artists? Yes! Uh, and, like, because he had, like, the limo with all the women, and I'm like, this is not okay. Brutal. This is not, this is not the time. Get out. <laughs> not working. Get out. Um, Velveteen Dream defending the NXT North American Championship against Roderick Strong in the main event of our number one. Mm-hmm. Uh pretty standard to start with they're i said slow but yeah a little (laughs) yeah a little slow and then they go to commercial break Mm -hmm. and then it comes back and it's still pretty stand i actually write here methodical pace Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah it really didn't pick up until strong started taking over the match yeah pretty so my notes here read commercial break Pretty come back, pretty standard back and forth, methodical pace. Another break. Uh, at this point, I'm like, what is happening here? They've taken two commercial breaks in this match. I'm, yeah. I'm bored to tears. I look up at the clock, and there's about ten minutes left, and I'm like, these last ten minutes better be good. Good news, the last ten minutes were good. Uh, they delivered. They came back. The pace picked up a bit after the break. Uh, a dream. Second de- break. Yeah, the second break. Uh, a dream DT for a near fall. Uh, Roderick Strong does like his his pain train thing where he runs the ropes and hits the forearms on Dream who was stuck in the ropes. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. Gets him in the stronghold and Dream is is fighting for his life to get to the ropes and the crowd is finally on fire and behind him here and he gets to the ropes. Uh, yeah. Undisputed Era comes out now. Um, and the crowd goes wild. Yes, uh, they try to interfere. Uh, and Roderick Strong hits the end of heartache, 
but Dream kicks out at two, and the crowd erupts. They're going crazy yes. now. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly gets on the apron to distract the referee while Dream is hits a Dream Valley driver and goes for the Purple Rainmaker off the top when Adam Cole super kicks him, and Roderick Strong hits another end of heartache and gets the one, two, three to win the championship and to fulfill the prophecy, Jacqueline. Undisputed Era now have every title in NXT. It started slow, but it ended great. It did. It did end great. Um, uh, two things to note here. Um, at one point, I can't remember exactly what would ha- what happened, but like Dream somehow hit Kyle O'Reilly off the apron. Yes. I don't remember exactly what happened, but man... Why is Kyle O'Reilly not a cartoon character? Oh, he like, took such a cart. Yes, he took such a cartoony bump where he's holding the dream. He gets up on the apron as part of the the first yeah. wave of distractions, and Dream punches him. And Kyle is holding onto the ropes, so he just keeps holding onto the ropes, and then he just jumps and kicks his feet into the air and yeah. tumbles onto his back onto the apron. It was funny. It's it's hilarious. Like he really like someone needs to study that guy for animation yes. classes. Unfortunately um, for Kyle, he was only the second best cartoon character on this episode. I'll talk oops. about the other one a little bit later. Okay. Um, but what I want to say about this, what, what I did not like about this match, and overall I did like the match, mm-hmm. um, especially once it picked up, but what I didn't like about it is that it just showcased that Roderick Strong can't win on his own. Yes. And I don't like that. I, I think, Well, here's the you thing. know, because everyone else has. I think this might, I don't want to get you excited here because I have no idea what they're doing, but I feel like this might play into your dream feud of Roderick Strong. Is it Roderick Strong leaving or Adam Cole leaving? Adam Cole leaving and Roderick Strong taking over. It could be some, it could lead to one or the other because Roddy is the only person who won with help. Everybody else won without it. And that could lead to either Roddy leaving, like them turning on Roderick, or right. it could lead to like Adam Cole constantly pointing it out, and then they boot Adam Cole out, and Roddy takes over. Right. So I and so I went there as well, but I just it just like I don't know. There's something about it where I'm like he is like better than that, so it bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think the rivalry is over. With I think no. Dream's going to come back on something. My other thing to note of this one in the beginning of the match and I don't know if you caught it mm-hmm. but Morrow quotes Prince as Dream is walking down the ramp no I don't think I did yeah I think it was um, I think he quoted the beginning of um, Let's Go Crazy okay no I didn't catch that and like I, don't, I was like I was like no you stop that like, I mean, I know sacred ground. I mean, I know. Well, I mean, it's obvious Velveteen Dream is playing heavily off of like Prince. Yeah, I mean, but... Velveteen for goodness sakes. Uh, but yeah, and obviously a lot of the look and his theme song and everything. I mean, there is. I mean, I know there's another Morrow uh, Prince tie-in. Like whenever Velveteen jumps off the top rope, sometimes he'll say, "This is what it sounds like when Velveteen Dream flies." Yeah. Uh, so, but or, I think it. Yeah. I, what he said something, and it was it was a it was a Prince quote, and I was just like, no, really? Like, let's stop this. Also, if you're gonna do, or if you're gonna do that, 
say it. Like, give the man credit. Yeah, Mor- Morrow can't help himself with musical references. I f- I, yeah, fine. <laughs> he, he just can't help himself. Uh, so what, what would you give this? I'm, interesting, I'm interested to, to know what you thought. Yeah, I gave it three and a quarter, and that was really just because um, of how the match picked up towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see if... Uh, if Undisputed Era does break up. I think this is going to be it's going to be an interesting turn of events. I mean, they certainly peaked. It's hard to get it's hard to get higher than everyone having the belts. Yeah, they, something's got to happen to them, right? So I'm not too far off from you. I gave this three and a half. Um, okay, so we're only a quarter point difference. And Grapple is a little bit above me, giving it a three point six four. But yeah, I think hmm. kind of in the ballpark. Ish, yeah. Okay. I feel like. Uh, then the USA portion of the show ended. Then the WWE Network portion of the show began with Undisputed Era still uh, celebrating. And then they kind of go through what happened. And then they also recap Candice winning from earlier in the night. And they announce her match with Shayna Baszler has been signed. Surprise, surprise, for the October 2nd edition of NXT, which is the first week head-to-head with AEW, who also happens to be having a women's championship match on that show. So, Ooh, with Britt Baker? Uh, no, it is not Britt Baker. She's not in that oh, one. I, oh, I thought she was the women's champion. Never mind. No, they have not crowned their, they have not crowned their champion yet. They're, they're crowning them mm. on this show, but Britt is not in that match. She's engaged in another feud. You know, it's weird. It sounds like there's going to be more than one women's rivalry in AEW on their shows at a time, so that'll be fascinating. I'm for that. Uh, there's a, NXT is like just starting to do that, so it feels yeah. I mean, they've had times, but it kind yeah. of comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first match on the second hour, Pete Dunn and Arturo Huas, which was totally. I was not expecting the type of match they did. They just went in here and had like a match where Arturo Huas is like a legitimate badass who knows like. Three or four different Capoeira, types of mar- yes. yeah, capoeira, and uh, I think they noted um, like Jujillian, uh like Brazilian jujitsu, jiu-jitsu, and also he's like a pro wrestler and all of his other stuff. Um, so Pete Dunn comes in here, and he Pete Dunn does stuff that you can't do in any of those other martial arts disciplines, like joint right. manipulation and bending and snapping of fingers. You're not allowed to do that there, but in pro wrestling you can, and he used this to his uh to his advantage. Uh mm-hmm. so they you know they start out doing wrestling and stuff, they're doing like arm bars and stuff back and forth. Uh then they give up on that and start hitting each other really hard. Uh mm-hmm. Pete Dunn at one point because Arturo uh wrestles without boots, Pete Dunn goes for toe manipulation. So he's like bending his toes, which Gross. sounds awful. And so don't like, touch his feet; they're disgusting. Turn off the turn off the show material. There, um, yep. I write here. Away. I write here. Then Dunn kills him with moves, which yeah, I think much. in a row he just hit a bunch, and then he gets uh, Huas in an arm submission, snaps his fingers, and Huas gives up. Uh, I thought it was pretty fun yeah. and different. It was. I was actually quite surprised that this wasn't a squash match. Yeah, it wasn't. I they... really thought it was going to be, but um, but I was. I wasn't mad about it. No, good back and forth, and yeah. Uh, there was a point where I 
I sighed heavily when uh, Arturo Huas, or whatever his name was prior to this, uh, mm-hmm. when he came out, I would sigh heavily, but uh, I thought he was really impressive in this match. He was, and I think that's just um, showing that um, what he's capable of mm-hmm. when they have more time. So, like, I guess the additional time is good in these kinds of cases, um, but I'm still not for it. But I am glad that they let him kind of explore his thing. Also, did you pick up on all of the facts that Nigel was spouting about Capoeira? Yes. Because yeah. how did, does he? Do you think he just has that at his fingertips? Like, did someone slip it to him in his brain? Know. Probably, because Moro does a lot of combat sports announcing. He he's called a lot of MMA fights. So no, this was Nigel. Oh, was it Nigel who was spouting? The Nigel Capoeira? was the yeah, because it definitely had a British accent to it. Huh? Maybe which I was really impressed by. <laughs> Maybe he went, maybe he, maybe he, like, trains in capoeira, or maybe he just knows a lot about it? Possibly. Because I wikipedia it after, like, after the match, because I was like, is that real? According to Wikipedia, it is. I was very impressed by his knowledge. (laughs) A real training discipline. And, yeah, I, Mm -hmm. I didn't think I'd be saying this afterwards, but I'm kind of looking forward to seeing some more Arturo matches after this. Yeah, he's good, and I've seen him on the, on some of the house shows before, Mm -hmm. um, and when he's when he has some more time to like develop his stuff, he's not he's he's good. It just um, yes. he d- doesn't really get that opportunity on TV because usually it's a squash match. And so. he's doing the thing that I had a complaint about when they had uh, Tainara Conti out, who is the the black mm-hmm. belt in, in judo and didn't do any judo stuff in her matches. They're like Arturo Uas is like all of these things, and then he so comes out it. and then he. He, then he, yeah, he comes out there and does matches like a guy who does all those things. Yeah, uh, I mean he he wrestles in a gi, I think. So, uh, well, the the bottom half at least. <laughs> at least the bottom half. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's shirtless. Uh, otherwise, but yeah, uh, I like this. I gave it three. I was surprised at how much I liked it. So I was um I was close to you. I, I but I thought it was it was better than I thought it was going to be, but it mm-hmm. still wasn't great to me. Um, I gave it two and three quarters, two seven five. Okay, and Grapple is a little bit... Well, no, I, I guess it's it's right on the edge of me. It's 2.97, but... All right, so in between. Yeah, for the most Ish. part, I'd say... Yeah, I'd say for the most part, we're kind of... We're kind of on board for the most part, I think. Yeah. Um, out of the blue, they announce Oni Lorcan is having a match with Leo Rush, who I thought had disappeared. Uh, I forgot he wrestled. I forgot he worked for the company. Uh, and they're having a match on this show as the number one contendership for the cruiserweight title, which I have no idea if that'll be a match on NXT or if it'll be on 205 Live. I have no idea. Who knows? Maybe uh, 205 Live is NXT. We don't know. Uh, they have a Dakota Kai hype video. They note that she returns on the next episode. Uh, Zia Lee and Aaliyah. thought this was the worst match on the show that was actually a match. Uh, it started okay, uh, and then Zaya, poor Zaya, she goes for this drop kick and she slips, which, mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad she's okay. Um, she hit a couple more moves and then hit a spinning kick and won. This mm-hmm. was, this was not good. No. Uh, um, it was a very fast match. It wasn't eight seconds, but it was still very fast. Um, no. I was also kind of surprised that Zaya won. Yeah. Um, I did not think that was going to happen. And 
I don't like I don't love Aaliyah. I prefer mm-hmm. her in tag matches. I yes. might like Vanessa better mm-hmm. as a singles. I think um, I do too. But I mean, I don't I, Zaya is just not doing it for me. Yeah. I want to like her. And mm-hmm. I've a couple of times I've seen her really shine, but for the most part, it, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's fully clicking. It's like she hasn't met her match yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't know who would be a good match for her, but she just hasn't found that person yet. It's like when you have a dance partner. Like the you best, have, to have a good partner. The best I've seen her look was in the the second Mae Young Classic, which was last year, I think. And she had this match with Karen Q, because uh, she's also like a martial artist type person. And mm-hmm. they kind of had this martial arts face off, and the crowd was going like nuts for it. And they actually did a good job and had a good match. Um, we probably won't see them wrestle each other anytime because they signed Karen Q, and they're actually a tag team. Uh, oh. And also, she's hurt. Karen is hurt right now. So Zaya is back to doing singles matches. I think they were maybe on the verge of introducing them as a team, but uh, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, I gave, I felt generous here, gave this one and a half. Well, I felt more generous and I gave it a two. Okay. Grapple was 1.59. So a little more than me and a little less than you. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Some... (laughs) I didn't get this man's name, so I wrote some 90s guy shows up. Do you, are you familiar with this fellow? The guy who showed up in the parachute remember. pants? No, I don't even remember what happened here. His name's Where are like we going? Desjardins or something. He's in the ring, he's dancing, he's hey-hoing the crowd. When Imperium shows up, this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be up against Kushida. Kushida, that's right. And uh, Imperium Imperium ruined Kushida's moment. Yes. So Imperium shows up without Walter and they beat up this guy from the 90s and they send him back there and the crowd is chanting for Walter and then Imperium stands at attention and then Walter comes out through the entrance ramp Uh, like the proper leader. Walter is not going to get his hands dirty beating up this nobody. He let his uh, his teammates do it for him. And uh, he came out here and introduces Imperium, tells the NXT fans that the ring is sacred, uh, and that mm-hmm. if anybody has a problem with that, uh, that they can come to the ring general in person. There is one issue with this that somebody pointed out to me, because uh, hmm. Walter was wildly cheered here. Yes. Uh, these are NXT fans. So... Yeah. These are fans, for the most part, who largely agree with Walter. The ring is sacred. They don't want any mm-hmm. of this silly Vince McMahon nonsense. They want professional right. wrestling, please. Uh, so when Walter comes out and says that, they're like, Woo! You're the best! <laughs> um, Kushida comes out and uh, tells Walter that this is supposed to be his time. And Kushida, who is known in Japan as the time splitter, told... Uh, Walter, that now his time belongs to Kushida. And and Walter sends his men at Kushida, who uh, somebody pointed out that Kushida is dressed like Marty McFly here. And this was essentially... That's his thing, though. Yes. He always is. And this was essentially Walter as Biff Tannen and Biff sending his goons after Marty and Marty, like, 
avoiding all of them and kicking their butts, uh, and then slips yep. slips out of the grasp of Walter, uh, and it sounds like uh, challenging Walter. We could have a, a Walter Kushida match uh, coming up soon. Uh, there was some stuff that played into this uh, afterwards, and uh, we'll talk about it after the the show is done. But um, yeah, so I think this is going to be an interesting rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, Kushida and Walter, just for the sheer sake of the size difference. Um, but I think it'll be fun. And this is, I think, isn't this the first time Kushida's been on a mic? Yes. So this is weird. This is their first live show. And the mm-hmm. first two people to get on the microphone are the Austrian Walter and the Japanese Kushida. Neither of hey. whom speak perfect English. I mean, Walter speaks pretty good English, but he with a good. heavy accent. Kushida was good but with I- what he said. He was really good, and I thought it was like I thought. No, I was very impressed by them, and I, I was mm-hmm. so happy that they finally were like, "Yes, speak," you know, like give yes. him a mic. Um, and I'm wondering too with this, you know, because we see Pete Dunne now, we see Imperium. So, do we think and um, NXT UK was such like a low barometer this week? Do you think maybe there won't be a distinction? It'll just be more of like a fluid like. So, in, whoever on NXT will be on whatever NXT brand in the conference call for the because Triple H did like a, a conference call with reporters before the live show, uh, or a couple okay. days before the live show, and he said something kind of close to along the lines of that that there's going to be a lot of fluidity. He noted that Tony Storm is going to be coming over uh, to NXT proper for a while, and mm-hmm. that people will kind of float between 205 Live and NXT and NXT UK. Okay. Uh, and there will be a lot of cross-sectioning there. I didn't even hear that, and I picked up on that. All mm-hmm. right. And, hey, this is, this is... Stop making it confusing. This is one step closer to one of your other predictions about, like, Imperium being in war games, and they're here now. Yes, but who would they go up against? Like, I don't... I want it to be more of a woman's yes. war games. I, I mean, you, be can, much better. you can do, like, an NXT good guy team against Imperium in, in war games, but we'll see You could, but... I prefer the one. I would prefer it to be a women's match. I think that would have much more meaning. My other thing here: Did you pick up what was the crowd saying when Walter's music hit? Were they just going like bomb bomb oh. along with the music, or were they? Oh yeah, yeah, they were. Words? They were. They were humming along with the ah. the song. Yes, gotcha. Uh, then it was straight matches for the end of the show. Oni Lorcan, Leo Rush for the number one contendership. Uh, they started the match by both going about 300 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, dives everywhere, like Leo Rush did these really quick suicide dives in succession. Uh, then they went to... Did they go to a break? They didn't go to breaks in these matches, did they? No, they were uh, on the, app, the WWE app. Yeah, so the pace slowed down a little bit. Um, they did your standard fairly even back and forth. They were losing me for a little bit here. Same. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Um... And also, why did these people love Leo Rush? Um, uh, well, Leo's a good Leo's a really good wrestler. I think most of the crowd knows that. Um, okay. He got he got straddled with because um, yep. they they sent him to two hundred five live right away. Like he was in NXT for like a minute, and then they sent him to two hundred five live, and then he cut some entertaining promos, and I guess Vince heard them, and then he put him with Bobby Lashley on the main roster, and. Then he just stopped wrestling, and he was mostly just Bobby Lashley's hype man. And then he disappeared mm-hmm. for a really long time. I think he had some mental health issues and uh, or drugs, like wasn't it something? It may have been. I don't know. He had. I know he had some personal issues, and mm-hmm. they weren't getting rid of him. 
but he'd been off TV for months and months and months and months, and there was no sign of him ever coming back. So I think people were uh, kind of low-key rooting for him. Like, not even really at the beginning of the match. but It wasn't low-key. By the middle and the end of the match, they were definitely behind him. Yes. And Oni Lorcan, to his credit, played this up. Uh, Yes. So it, it, it worked. Uh, I thought the match picked back up when Leo Rush did this really neat, I'm calling it the baby swing stunner, uh, where Lorcan throws Leo into the ropes and Leo like bounces like off of his butt off the bottom rope and like flings backwards and gives Oni Lorcan a stone cold stunner. And it was really cool looking. Uh, and the crowd was starting to get back into the, uh, into the match action. Yeah. Yeah. Rush hurts his knee. Uh, jumping off the top rope, landing on his feet, and Lorcan tries to submit him uh, with, like, half crabs and, and knee bars and things like that. Uh, and it seems like Rush is going to give up, but eventually he makes it to the ropes. Uh, they have a strike exchange in which Leo Rush slaps Oni Lorcan in the face, and this is when Oni Lorcan turned into a cartoon. He yes. made a big, angry, bad guy, mean cartoon face, and his muscles were all flexing and he had this just ridiculous look on his face uh it was awesome and uh he hit leo rush really hard and then he ran at him but leo countered it with a standing spanish fly and then hit a uh, a frog splash off the top rope and won which i thought was a big surprise i did not expect him to win this match and neither did the crowd they were also pretty into the end of the match what did you think they were so um it was okay um, I don't know, like, I don't like that Oni Lorcan, I just feel bad for him, like, mm-hmm. like, make him a thing, like, stop, like, why, I don't know, why use him to put over Rush, or whatever it is. Right. Um. I mean, I want him to go back with Danny Birch, and hopefully he does, yes. they're a great team. They're going to, um, I follow Birch now on Twitter, because mm-hmm. he likes my tweets whenever I tweet about him, <laughs> so, um, I follow him back, um, and, uh. And they are going to be, I think, on 205 Live as a tag team um, again. Um, The other thing, so something that was pointed out to me by by Anthony is that, uh, and I saw this in the replay, um, Lorcan picked up his own leg during the pin. Oh, yes, he did. He picked up his own leg uh, because Leo Rush should be hooking the leg, and he didn't. Uh, So Oni hooked his own leg, and Leo's like, oh, yeah, put his arm in there. That's a thing, like, and I th- so I thought that that just like the sportsmanship, I guess. Just what a, what a good guy. I know. <laughs> Offered I, his life. I want him to do good things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I went. I'm curious to what you get this one. I I'm lower than grapple on this one, and I went three and a quarter. You went three and a quarter. Three and three point two five. Yes. What I went a two. This Oof. lost me. Didn't, so didn't, much. Didn't pick you up near the end or anything, huh? No, I just, like, I straight up stopped paying attention at one point. I mean, this was at three stars for me when Oni Lorcan turned into a cartoon. Like, I just couldn't help myself. I mean, that's great. And I really need Kyle O'Reilly and Oni Lorcan to have, like, a just a face expression off. off. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, make that happen. Grapple liked it more than me. They gave it a 3.51 in aggregate. Yo, so. y'all are crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got into it by the end. Like, it started off real hot, and then it slowed down a bunch. Uh, but then they got me kind of back by the end. Um, now for the thing that I dislike the most on this show. Mm-hmm. The main event. 
Yeah. Matt Riddle and Killian Dane in a street fight. Um, so this match starts off with uh, early brawling on the floor and some kendo sticks and stuff. And they fight into the crowd, and then they, it fights outside, right? Yep. One question, one thing before we get into that, though. I really like that there was a fan in the audience who, like, handed someone a kendo stick at one point. Like, Oh, um, yes. Like, someone, like, picked it up. Killian and was, like, oh, Dane, there you yes. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> please, don't hit, please don't hurt me. Here's your stick, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, they're fighting outside, and, like, Walter is sitting at a table. <laughs> and Killian Dane gets like thrown into this table and then Walter gets up and starts attacking Matt Riddle. And then Imperium comes in and they're beating on Matt Riddle. And then Killian Dane comes in and he's beating on them. I'm like, wait a minute, is Killian Dane joining Imperium? Like, what's happening here? Like Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane used to be partners. Yeah. Like right. all... so I really thought when I saw Imperium, I'm like, oh, they're clearly gonna help Killian Dane. Like this all made sense in my head. Yeah. And then it just went on from there. And then the Street Profits showed up to help Matt Riddle. And I'm like, okay, so far, this makes some sense. All these bad guys are beating up on this good guy. Somebody needs to come and help this other good guy. And then we have the Forgotten Sons. They come into the picture. And I'm like, oh, they're going to really uneven the odds here. And they start hitting Imperium. The bad guys. Something. Yes. And then the next thing you know, everybody is fighting people. Pete Dunn is there. Uh, I forget who else. Other people show up. Uh, uh, Bronson Reed and yeah, some other some other people. Just bunches of people. They're all fighting, and it's lunacy. And mm-hmm. despite being the, the so they go back in, like Dane and Riddle go back into the building, but everyone follows them. And they're all still fighting. 50 people. And I write here, despite the match being a street fight with no rules, the match ends, and so does the show. Yep. So I wrote here, felt really messy from a story standpoint. Yeah, I wrote literally just them putting everyone on TV at once. Not okay with that. I get the the idea. I think that they wanted to do some big chaotic brawl like... This is crazy and unpredictable, and holy cow, you never know what's going to happen. It's so bonkers. Like, I get that's what they're going for, but it didn't work for me. There were two things that I really did like about this match. Mm -hmm. The first was my my favorite line um, of the night by Morrow. It's a street fight, let them fight. Yes, which happened after they were all trying to break them up. (laughs) Yep. And then also, my the only cameo in any of this that made sense to me was Mm -hmm. Danny Birch. Because, yeah. like, he's just the pint in a fight guy, and I was yes. like, "Yes, he belongs there." The rest of you, what the hell are you doing? He would show up. I mean, it <laughs> did. Would. It did make sense to me until the bad guys showed up and started beating up the other bad guys. Although I will say, there was when Riddle and Dane were going through part of like the backstage area before they got to outside. You do see the Forgotten Sons yes. kind of just standing there. Yes, and I thought that is the perfect way to use them. Mm-hmm. Background just characters standing there. Yep. Sipping, yeah, More looking at their face. looking at their phones, talking. You can see them laughing, but you can't hear any noise. Yeah, like they're just you know, background characters in a sitcom. Yep, exactly what we want. They're in a restaurant and just pretend like you're talking like normal. Peas and, and these, carrots, peas and carrots. <laughs> and these two guys are just gonna are just gonna fight your your way past. Yeah. You. Like so, for me, if I was doing this, I would have had everything cut off 
after the Street Prophets show up to help out Riddle. And Riddle and mm. Dane break off from Imperium and the Street Prophets fighting, and they fight their way back to the ring, and then they have their match, and somebody wins and somebody loses. Uh, mm. That's what I would have done. Uh, that would have made sense. But it stopped making sense after that, and the the street fight with no rules ending with no one winning I, is I, weird. I hate that. There's no rules. The match should still be going. Um, also, it gets so weirder afterwards, my, but... It does. So here's my big problem with this match. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this rivalry at all. Why are they rivals? Uh, well, the only reason they are rivals is that Killian Dane is coming back to NXT, and he wanted to make a statement, and he didn't want to attack just anybody. He wanted to attack a somebody, so he attacked Matt Riddle, who is a somebody. And Matt Riddle has taken offense to that, and that's sort of how we're, where I'm, we're at. It's pretty simple I mean, and basic, but also is, out of the blue. Fair enough, but I don't think they've done enough story-wise to develop that. I agree. I like. I do not care about this. Yeah, me either. And well, <laughs> some bad news for you for the next episode. Um, I know. Uh, I gave this. I generously gave this two stars. Oh, I did not score it. I didn't count it as a match. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I'll I'll say this. I gave it two, and Grapple gave it a one point nine nine. So okay. Uh, yeah. Also, the show ended ten minutes early. I looked up at the clock when it ended, and I'm like, "There's like it's like ten minutes, ten minutes to ten still." Uh, yeah. I wasn't complaining necessarily, but still too long. Jacqueline was not a fan of the of the length. I I mean, look, yeah. the and- the length would be. I think I would have liked the length better if they'd found something better to fill. There's a lot of filler mm-hmm. with, like, hype videos and recaps and things like that that are just, you know, blah, blah, blah. Didn't interest right. me all that much. But, um, you know, they also put forth a couple of efforts on the show that I don't think really panned out. Like the Cameron Grimes thing or the Aaliyah mm-hmm. Zia Lee match. Uh, hopefully they iron out some stuff like that and try to make it a little more streamlined and action-packed from beginning to end, but uh, I would say for the most part, this was a good show. It's just, it had hiccups. For sure, and for a first time out, I don't think it was horrible, Mm -hmm. I guess so to speak. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I also think maybe in the second hour, maybe it did end ten minutes early in quotes, but it was like an hour, like, for TV, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, the, the Street Profits Undisputed Era Tag Team Title rematch that I thought was being hinted at for, like, this week's episode or next week's episode is, in fact, happening also on the October 2nd episode. So you know that that is a, going to be a stacked show. There's already two title matches mm-hmm. announced for it. Uh, the second episode, uh, live on USA, we already know Dijakovic and Lee. Uh, and there's oh. also a match where Walter challenged Kushida to a six-man tag team match where three members of Imperium will face Kushida and two partners of his choice. Ooh. So that'll be interesting. I'm kind of hoping for the Street Profits. I need to see Kushida and the Street Profits for some reason. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, I mean, I would prefer Danny Burch and Orny Lorcan because I, I think that would be amazing. I was about to say them. 
I think they'd be that would be a fun tag team. But I just want to see the silliness of the Street Profits hanging out with Kushida. That's what all. about Carrillo and Mendoza? I mean, I would also like Carrillo and Mendoza, but I mean, and look the the flowiness, yeah, they should come back. Maybe he'll team with Angel Garza and Raul Mendoza. I'd like to see Kushida also, hang yeah. out with Angel Garza as well. Um yeah. and the main event for the next show. Uh, normally we say here's the main event as we're closing out the show, but we've got to announce it because I got to say this is a little infuriating for me. Uh, NXT is usually really good with their directions and how they handle stuff, but not only do I feel like the announcement for this next main event is dumb, but also the stipulation they've attached to it, or there's two stipulations they've attached to it. Uh-oh. The most recent stipulation they attached to it also feels kind of rushed. Mm, and out of, the, out of the blue, but the main event for the next episode of NXT is Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane in a street fight again. No. I. <laughs> you can't do a street fight and then follow that up where, like, the street fight has no ending and follow that up with another street fight. You've yeah. tried a street No one f- wants to see that, yeah. H- how is it that they could have a street fight and then have it end like that, and they'll do another street fight and it won't end like that? Why would you take the chance? Uh, do a cage match. Do something. Uh, War games! Sorry. Yeah, ch- change it to something. <laughs> you can't do two street fights like this. It doesn't make no. any sense to me. Uh, and also... Is this on the first hour or the second hour? I would... I don't know, actually. I would wager... You know, I'm going to guess first hour, I think. Maybe it won't be the main mm. event. Um, okay. Although, based off of everything that they've announced, maybe it'll be the main event. Because uh, it has championship implications. Because the winner of the match gets a shot at Adam Cole's NXT championship. Uh, so I would wager... God, I hope it's Matt Riddle. I would, Yeah, I would wager that Matt Riddle is going to win. And we'll get Adam Cole and Matt Riddle for the NXT championship. Which feels a little soon. But my feeling is that they'll do that match on the October 2nd NXT going up against Mm -hmm. AEW, and they'll have three title matches on that show. And, I mean, I really feel like Adam Cole and Matt Riddle should be a takeover match, Mm -hmm. but... Maybe they'll do a uh, a rematch. Yeah, sometimes TV shows become pay-per-view events when you have competition you're going up against. You don't save the matches for the pay-per-views. You do them... When you're in a in a battle against another company, I guess. So mm-hmm. that match, I presume, will happen. But uh, for now, we have to get through the second street fight. So we'll see. Uh, before we head off, uh, let's thank the good people over at Think Geek for sponsoring the show. CinemaGeekly.com slash ThinkGeek. Head on over there to pick yourself up some geeky apparel and collectibles. That's at CinemaGeekly.com slash ThinkGeek. Or you can click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Uh, I guess it's time to sign off, Jacqueline. Good night to all the people in Tanzania. We are the number one professional wrestling podcast in that yes. country. Yes, thank you all. It's <laughs> really weird. We're like number, uh, and uh, we're not charting in the United States right now, but we are 150 in Australia. So, all right, all right. We're in the top 150. Australia, a bit of a bigger country. So, mm-hmm. there's a little more uh, competition there. A bigger wrestling scene in Australia, I think, than in Tanzania. So, uh, maybe that's why uh, there's a little more interest there. WWE goes to Australia every now and again, so uh, I would wager that there's a bigger wrestling-oriented 
Uh, Crowd? Yeah, I would like to meet the six people in Tanzania that listen to our show that make us the number one wrestling <laughs> podcast in Tanzania. It, it can't be that many, right? It's got to be like six people. If you're one yeah. of those six people, please, cinemageekly.com uh, or cinemageekly at gmail.com. Uh, reach out, because I, I need to know how many of you are there. Uh, are there, like, listening parties? Are there, like, what comes next listening parties? Probably uh, not, but... Every week? <laughs> I like that you dream big. I am dreaming big. I'm shooting my shot. Uh, <laughs> it, it's as big as Tanzania. Uh so yeah, that's the show for this week. Speaking of cinemageekly.com, uh, head on over there to check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT uh, and hit subscribe. That way you can hear us come back next time talk about more NXT on the USA and WWE networks featuring Matt Riddle and Killian Dane in a street fight again. Let me